Hi everyone, my name is Lorenzo Nava speaking to you on behalf of Rescogita, the educational startup grounded on eco-psychology. And today we will journey into the sixth episode of our podcast on sustainability, venturing in the world of Rifkin and the third industrial revolution. So we have a little challenge here, that of summarizing in a short span of time the ideas of Jeremy Rifkin talking about the upcoming, or already existing, Third Industrial Revolution, which is likely to save our planet and species and ensure a quality continuation of life. Well, let's try. So here are a few key points. The Third Industrial Revolution will make transaction costs drop vertically, which will bring further democratization of information as well as participatory affordable and sustainable regenerative ways to deal with energy, industrial productions, logistics, and the way we do marketing, and is seen as the next natural stage of capitalism, while rethinking consumerism. All sounds very good, right? And this has a few key components, such as the shift from carbon uh, fossil fuels to renewable energies, localization of energy resources, energy sources, uh, turning buildings into power plants, hydrogen and other energy storage technologies are invested upon and fully developed. Smart grid technologies, uh, transportation becomes electric, fuel cell based and hybrid. And by this summary, we can try to figure that the third industrial revolution is something that is very much based on energy and energy management. Well, yes and no. While that is true, there is a lot more actually to it. So, according to Rifkin, today we are on the threshold as we are transitioning towards that revolution, meaning that the days of carbon energy may be coming to an end. And the regeneration of our planet's biosphere is actually just around the corner. A future where vehicles may well be a rare sight and there is such an abundance of energy that it will become basically free. Great, right? And on top of that, the digital infrastructures will grow or are growing to such an ex such extents to make it possible for the whole world to be connected and share information. And that will be the ground, the milestone, the first brick where the whole revolution will start. To understand this theory, we have to go through his reasoning when, when he defined three technologies that emerged and made a economic paradigm shift in our history. That means technologies that are not specific and have a general purpose imply infrastructures, move the economy on the value chain and manage power. So steam engine he talks a lot about, which impacted mining and extraction, especially coal, and mass extractions of fossil fuels and gases. And now we're entering the third one, renewable energies, which among all is the most inclusive and democratic as everyone will be able to, to create the energy they need as, for example, solar energy panels are becoming more and more efficient and much cheaper 
than they used to be, becoming actually a very, very convenient alternative, which might trigger an oil, gas, nuclear bubble crashing onto the markets, as every time some market giant becomes outdated and obsolete. We are looking into a revolution where sustainable energy resources are widespread and available and powered by what Rifkin refers to the uh, third internet to support. Uh, for example, automated transportation, as we uh, start to see with some prototypes, cars and public transportation, and the internet open and free data sharing will massively support and make possible this transition. A thread of the third internet he defines as the internet of things that is the result of embedded sensors within our technology that can monitor real life communicate with us and each other that is the big revolution because it is distributed platforms collaborative open transparent and not closed up and centralized or privatized as the telegraph and telephone used to be. The more people come into the net, the more offers uh, of talent, knowledge, skills, and better the network becomes. And the more people will benefit from it. Until now, we have seen a third revolution spurred by the need for renewable and consistent energy needs that do not harm the environment, which can exist and prosper if sustained and supported by a digital network which is open, democratic and transparent and open to individuals and community contributions for its ongoing improvement. However, how to develop a full understanding uh, that we have to dig a bit deeper into economics? And we will need to try to avoid some technical jargon and terms. And first of all, let's understand some terminologies. So the first terminology we want to explore is called aggregate efficiency. Aggregate efficiency is the ratio of potential work um, to the actual useful work included in a product or a service. The higher aggregate efficiency there is, the less waste is produced in the value chain, optimizing the work process to its usefulness that reduced waste and, improve, and improves profitability by optimizing the resources which are already available. Okay, a second term we want to define before we go move any further. Zero marginal cost economy. Zero marginal cost economy is a way of doing business where ownership of a core process is surrendered to community collaboration. In economic terms, the cost of a product or a good can be divided into two parts. The setup costs, which is the cost for assembling uh, the team and tools needed to make this first unit. And the second part is the marginal cost or the cost of producing a single additional unit. So. As high is the aggregate efficiency of any service or good, the less waste it produces in every single step of the value chain. The, the industrialized 20th century nation countries 
We are told that the best performance in this sense was made by Japan, reaching higher than 20% of aggregate efficiency. Once the world will be connected and completely on the net of things, then algorithms, programs, apps will exist that will allow to increase the aggregate efficiency on the value chain, translating it in increased productivity and lesser ecological footprint. For example, researching some system or methodology on a search engine instead of buying a paper book. In other words, uh, gain more by using less the planet and a collapse of the marginal costs. And this will give birth to a new economic system. So this takes us to the last part, of what Rifkin advocates for, the sharing economy, which actually already exists, though mostly confined in the cyber world, at least for now. And people online every day produce and share goods beyond the market. Just what we're doing right now here with this podcast, articles and tutorials we are publishing and disrupt the obsolete business as usual, turning into the Internet of Things. This Think, for example, about car sharing networks. Uh, present and future generations probably don't want to be car owners, but access a car sharing network, while in parallel we see electric self-driving cars going at almost zero marginal costs on renewable energy. And we are talking about the third major polluter in the world. This is a political struggle and starts with the millennials and continues with the children and grandchildren, uh, quoting Jeremy Rifkin. And if you want to find out more about what we had just talked, we invite you to visit the website wedonthavetime.org. So thank you for listening and hope you found this podcast interesting. And if you want to find out more, make sure you find Rescogita on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and to follow us on www.rescogita.academy. Thank you once more and please take very good care of yourself.